Welcome to episode 18 of the 24-Hour Hustle Show, and today we got founder of Motormouth Multimedia. Welcome to 24 Hour Hustle. I'm your host, Anthony Freeze, and today we got special guest, Heather Hobson. She is the founder of Motormouth Multimedia, and it is such an honor and a privilege to have you here. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. It's an honor and privilege for me to be here. I watch the show, I learn so much information. I didn't really consider myself um, to be an expert, to be invited on, so I'm really excited to be here. I mean, to be honest, I mean, you've been highly recommended, though. I mean, from at least two people that have been on the show, co-workers of mine, um, so you, you, you're definitely doing something um, uh, out of the ordinary. So, That's great. And it, Very humbling. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, tell us a little bit about your background uh, for people who do not know who you are. So I was born and raised in Pittsburgh and always had a gift to gab. In fact, I talk so much, my parents nicknamed me Eminem, not for the candy, <laughs> but for Motormouth, hence the Motormouth wow. Multimedia years later. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I, it, it was nice because they weren't the parents that said children should be silent, children should listen, not speak. And so they always gave me this platform, this um, to be able to elevate my voice and to ask questions and be curious and explore new things and share my ideas. Um, you know, sometimes they would pay me money to mm. be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, forget it, it's not worth the dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have something to say. Uh -huh. And so just being nurtured in that has helped me really establish a voice. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, that's about it. I mean, I, I think I took my love of talking a lot and was able to turn it into a career. I went to school for journalism, attended Michigan State University, and when I graduated, I worked as a television reporter throughout the U.S., and then I worked overseas in the Cayman Islands. Nice. So what inspires, so I know they, you say you talked a lot, but what was it about, you know, you having something to say or the creative ideas you had? What was it that, you know, you would say inspired you to go in that avenue? I was a curious kid. I had lots of questions that I wanted to seek answers to. I loved meeting new people. I can pretty much talk to anybody. Mm. I came to Whole Foods before I came here and I'm having a conversation with the person behind me in line. Mm. I just like to get to know people's stories mm -hmm. and share different perspectives, unique perspectives. Because I think oftentimes we think our opinion is our reality when in fact, it's our opinion, it's our viewpoint. And mm -hmm. when you talk to more people, you learn that it's not about what's right or wrong, but rather a perspective. And it's important for people <laughs> to be able to share their thoughts with one another because there's a lot of places, even within the US, that people aren't given that opportunity to speak. There's lots of vulnerable populations. So my work through Motormouth Multimedia 
is really to elevate that diverse voice and make sure that people have a seat at the table, that they're being heard, that they're sharing their stories, mm -hmm. and really um, increasing awareness about important issues. Right, and, th and that's great to have a lot of people that are around you that have a lot of different um, perspectives and a, and a lot of different opinions because you can see things from a different lens. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I find that, and I, and I don't think a lot of people talk about this enough, but um, you know, a lot of people may think a lot of the same or similar ideas, but one of the things that is very unique to each of us is our perspective and the way we look at different things um, because you know, you and I may be looking at uh, a certain situation and both have a unique perspective on it. And, and that interests me a lot because how is it that, you know, something that is, you know, looks the same, sounds the same, we both heard it the same, but for whatever reason, we looked at it differently. I just feel like that unique perspective with some, with people is uh, definitely very interesting. And when we learn other people's perspectives, we actually learn a lot more. Right, it's it's so important. When I lived in the Cayman Islands, there were more than 100 nationalities represented on the island, and I think that was the biggest educational experience that I had beyond college, beyond any sort of certification courses or training that I had was just being surrounded by people of different races, different um, identities, different um, religions, different perspectives. And oftentimes when you had a conversation, it's like you find out we're more alike than we are different. Mm -hmm. I think especially within the black community, we seem to sometimes be crammed into the same storyline as if we have these interchangeable parts and you can just, you know, have like one black perspective. Right. Um, black people are this or that. But there's so much diversity within the race. And that's why it's really important to, um, you know, not judge a book by its cover. I know that's cliche, but um, get to know somebody, get to learn about their story, get to um, close your mouth and listen. I always try to say, um, someone said once, you have two ears and one mouth, and I talk a lot, so I try to make a um, uh, an effort to listen a little bit more. And one, one tip actually through a Leadership Pittsburgh program that I participated in. So for all your viewers who do talk a lot mm -hmm. to listen, he said, if you physically close your mouth, it, you know, like, like try it. If you're, and you're doing it, you probably know this tip as a host, but if you physically close your mouth, you're less likely to cut somebody off. You're less likely to be thinking about what you're going to say to interject and, you know, it works. So, um, you know, that's so important. I think there's so many issues that are going on, um, problems that are happening in this world if we all listen to the other person's perspective even if it's totally different than ours we may not agree but we can understand one another a bit better and be able to live in you know peace and harmony mm -hmm. I mean and that's the whole thing with me like that I, I, I definitely want to write a section on this in a book just talking about perspective because you know even to your point like you don't necessarily have to agree with someone's perspective but just having that understanding of why someone sees it from that viewpoint is all the better and you don't have to have this huge argument or you know you know maybe not even have to you know have a disheartening relationship but just having the understanding of someone in their in their thought process and the way they see things I feel like is uh, definitely valuable for just you know just being having a cohesive relationship right and that perspective changes for instance I grew up in a two-parent Christian suburban household and was raised to where 
um, you know, I, I focused a lot more on career. I wasn't sure if I was going to get married or not, but I did know I'm not going to have a baby before I'm married. I'm not going to live with somebody before I'm married. And my perspective changed when I became a single mother mm -hmm. because based on that experience, um, it changed my outlook. Not that, you know, I don't want to get married or mm -hmm. don't want to do certain things in life. So I think sometimes we may judge someone or we may have an opinion based on our own existence and not um, putting ourselves in someone else's shoes. Mm -hmm. Having that empathy is uh, definitely important. So you just, you know, just in, just in the understanding is definitely critical. And also just as far as like listening goes, um, from what I find and one of the best things I've learned is, you know, the people who learn the most are people that listen. You don't, you don't, learn from anything that you regurgitate because mm -hmm. you already again. know it right exactly like you don't learn anything new from what you you're physically saying you only learn things when you're actually absorbing new information which is actually one of the great things about doing this show i listen to people all day long so uh i get mm -hmm. to absorb the most so um but uh, and also it just in return just you know giving that value to other people i mean listening is definitely the key to be able to get you know the information that you need or or, or want to uh, obtain mm -hmm. um so, in moving forward, whenever you wanted to start multimedia, um, Motor Mouth Media, uh, which came first? Did you start doing that first, or what, did you start doing the diary of a first uh, mom first? Yes. So, I started out as a mom blogger. When I became a mom, I it, it was a big transition. It was a difficult transition because I went from being a television reporter and traveling and going all these exciting places overseas and, um, you know, a year or so later, when I became a mom, I was a stay-at-home mom for the first year. Mm -hmm. So for the first six months, although I love, I adore my daughter. She's amazing. She's mm -hmm. beautiful. She's bright. But I felt as though, you know, I'm a mom, but I was also a woman first. How can I merge my two loves, journalism and a baby? Mm -hmm. So Diary of First Time Mom was born on my first Mother's Day. And nice. it's been going strong ever since. Um, it's a parenting website that is aimed at African-American mothers with children between the ages of zero and perhaps six, seven. It grows as my daughter grows. Mm -hmm. um, although the stories are written with all mothers in mind, no matter what race, it really targets black moms and talks about specific issues in our community, such as the high infant mortality rate in Allegheny County, the high rate of single mothers, the low rate of breastfeeding. So arming us with information, providing this safe space for us to support one another, encourage one another, and celebrate one another along motherhood because, you know, it's one of the biggest accomplishments that I've ever had in my life. It's bigger than a degree, bigger than a job title. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we kind of take it for granted. So to build this community um, up is really important. So I started really just to share my story. Mm -hmm. um, I had got dumped over the phone during my second trimester. Oh, wow. By, uh, right. It, yeah, it you, don't wanna do, you don't want to do anything over the phone, fellas. Was, like, be a man and do it face-to-face -face <laughs> at least. It was devastating. But, I mean, you know, it was on the horizon. It wasn't a shock. Um, my daughter's dad and I were together for about three years, 
And um, just that uh, going through that writing helped. And I did it more so for me. It was like free therapy, mm -hmm. but it turned into a, a, a business eventually. Um, I originally started and grew an audience and then um, people are contacting me of, you know, this happened and you realize that you're not alone, that there's other people that go through some sort of hardship and, you know, your burden is transformed into a blessing. Mm -hmm. And it started out as building a community and being able to write and being able to elevate voices of African-American mothers mm -hmm. to, oh, wait, I can make money off of this. Mm -hmm. So I started working with um, different PR agencies, different national brands um, later as I, you know, built the blog over the years, turned it into a business. So it's a parenting website, and I've worked with um, brands such as Aquafesh and Disney and Macy's, mm. and then I've also served as a blogger spokesperson for companies such as Denny's, Netflix, Playtex Baby, mm -hmm. and the list goes on and on. So, you know, the, just taking something that you think is tragic and turning it into a triumph, I think my website helped me do that. Absolutely. And you've been able to gather a nice following as well. I know on your Facebook page is well over a thousand people. So you have people that, you know, enjoy that authenticity. And I feel like when you merge those two passions together, I mean, it came off real, it came off genuine. And people see that and they are able to connect to your story. Thank you. So, uh, you know, and it was funny at the beginning of this episode, you're like, I don't know if I have a lot going on. You have a lot going on, even just in saying that. Um, and then um, you have also Motormouth Multimedia, um, which you also started as well. So what inspired you to you know, start that up? So I think what happened was the website was growing and I start, had to contract videographers and photographers to create content when mm. we were working with um, different people like Steve Harvey flew us out to Florida to do something with Disney and all these things were going on and I couldn't do it myself mm -hmm. and just like an evaluation of what your strengths are and what your areas of improvement are I realized I can't do everything on my own I need to build out a team mm -hmm. and um, at the time I was working as a communications director and I had to kind of weigh you know, do I jump and pursue my passion or do I, um, you know, I loved what I did and I also had that comfort of like having stability and a salary and benefits. So, you know, through a lot of prayer, I decided to pursue communications consulting full time mm -hmm. um, and hence was the birth of Motormouth Multimedia. That was what the the parenting company for Diary of First Time Mom was, but it expanded to where now we have a collective of creatives and consultants of color. That's awesome. What would you say was the one of the biggest challenges uh, that you faced initially, and how did you overcome that to get this off the ground? Um, I think uh, the challenge, wow, not to say that it was easy, but there was just so much preparation. Sometimes people see the end, like you see the Facebook posts when someone's celebrating a success, but you don't really see the blood, sweat, and tears that lead up to that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, for years just working and um, putting together templates and, um, you know, like just learning how to not only be a writer and a communications director, but also how to run a business, how to be a leader. 
Um, I participated in the Leadership Pittsburgh program. Um, I'm now serving on the Leadership Pittsburgh board. And that really helped me develop some of the skills to be able to manage a team. Um, So we subcontract um, folks. So no matter the size of your project, we're able to customize your campaign, customize the work for efficiency and effectiveness. And, um, you know, so there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff and, you know, it's a constant learning and growing process. You don't just, you know, expand a business and then stop or form a business and then stop. Mm -hmm. There's always something that, you know, I'm reading, that I'm learning, I'm watching your show and just taking in tips. It's just constant growth. Mm-hmm. Is there anything um, that you would say is helping you grow the most? Like, do you, is there any specific books that you like to read or podcasts or where are you? <laughs> read. Where, okay. That's, that's, <laughs> where are you gathering so your, or, or audio books? Where, right. where are you? Beyond the Bible. I don't know. <laughs> Just time wise. I do. I started to listen to audio books mm-hmm. because um, I, I hate to admit this because I am a writer. I should read more. That was my passion growing up. But um, there's audio books. I think just with people, like mm-hmm. people within the collective. Um, behind the scenes right now, Robert Waters is on camera just talking to him about photography, videography, hearing his ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that saves me time, right, from yeah. Googling, talking to you offline about what you do with social media to be consistent, to be impactful, to reach and grow your audience. Mm-hmm. So I think just, you know, back to that whole communications, mm-hmm. learning from people. There's so much that we can learn from people who spent years researching, years studying, and it can people really... People already do the work. Right, it can save you time by building relationships. And I don't want to say by networking, but actually building relationships to where there's a give and take, where you're learning and sharing and um, just kind of pursuing this path in collaboration. And that's the whole thing with Motormouth. It is in collaboration because Mm -hmm. I can maybe achieve this much by myself, but it's like, it's my my daughter always says, I love you to the heavens and back. It's Mm -hmm. like the sky is the limit when you collaborate with like-minded professionals, you can do so much more. And that's so important in the black community because everybody says, you know, sometimes they say, oh, well, you know, I can't come together with someone because I don't agree or there's this competition. But to me, there is no competition. What God has for me is for me. And who am I not to bless somebody else with information? Because there's people who pour wisdom um, into me. Someone told me, I had a boss once that used to say, don't give away the secret sauce. And it's like, well, why why not? Why not? Because it's like, you know, it's like when your mom cooks right. My mom makes greens and she can give me the recipe and I cannot touch her collard greens. She grew up in the South. She watched, you know, generations and generations of people, you know, you know, she can pinch, uh, I don't need, she doesn't even have measuring cups, really. Uh, and so I can't, even if hand. she gave me the recipe. So, um, you know, like, why not share information? Who says that there's only one successful person, one person who is, you know, there's tons of people within your field mm-hmm. that should succeed. So why not collaborate and help one another? Um, because if you achieve your dream and if you're in a higher position, mm-hmm. you can help me. You could perhaps get me a contract, introduce me to someone that um, you know that I can feature on my website, or or you know become a spokesperson for whatever their brand mm-hmm. is. 
Absolutely. And and also to your point as far as like sharing the secret or giving ideas and things like that, I'm definitely open to giving ideas and, and uh, you know, secrets and everything because if you're adding value to other people, they can also return value to you too. Uh, but also uh, to your point as far as like worrying about somebody, oh, they, they stole my idea or something like that. I mean, you can't be too cautious to the point where you mm-hmm. don't share it at all. And you can't be, you know, you can't give it out out so much to the point where you feel like somebody's going to steal it. But it, it all comes down to the point of, you know, you can give somebody the idea, but can they execute it? Right, at the right, end of the day? exactly. Because you know, sometimes you have that, um, you know, you do have that secret ingredient, mm-hmm. really. So in that secret sauce, you only you know if you do X. If they could do the same exact thing. But maybe it doesn't work because you have relationships with people who may log on and share your post Mm -hmm. and may, you know, connect you to someone. Mm -hmm. So um, it's like, why not? Why not give out information for free? There's so much. Like, for instance, my friends and I started a free store Mm -hmm. in Penthouse. Free store in Penthouse. Yeah, I was going to ask about that next. It's in the Lincoln Park Community Center. So it's basically a consignment store minus price tax where we give things for free. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people think you need money or you need, like, you know, there's so much free stuff, whether it's knowledge, whether it's things that can support one another. And, um, you know, our store is full and we have like a very small budget Mm -hmm. to operate the store. So it's like with knowledge, with things, it's like, you know, I believe kind of like the more you put out in the universe, the more, you know, it's kind of like that, um, you know, you reap what you sow. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm definitely a firm believer in that. Actually, and I say this on the show a lot, and one of the things that I highly believe in is if you help enough other people get what they want, you'll get everything that you want. Um, right. and I and I totally believe in that. I mean, if you just genuinely just help other people, I mean, and they feel like they've been, you know, served and they've been feel like they've been valued and appreciated, um, they're automatically, if they're a good person, gonna wanna return the favor. Mm-hmm. Um so, exactly. so I mean and that's what it's all about. So Exactly. And sometimes your idea isn't because sometimes I'll come up with something and I'll think that I have to execute it. Mm -hmm. But maybe God gave me that inspiration and said, "Okay, give it to Anthony. That's something that I want him to walk out. And sometimes you may even start something, but you have to pass the torch to someone else. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you don't have to hoard your ideas, especially if you're someone who, you know, I can come up with an idea every single day. And I know I don't have enough hours in a day to to really um, execute that Mm -hmm. and implement that plan. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, you know, your job may be just to connect someone to Mm -hmm. someone else. Your job may be to come up with an idea. Mm-hmm. Your job may not be to be the person to fully, you know, walk that idea out. Absolutely. And, and I, I feel like, man, you're the same way as far as, like, coming up with ideas and have a ton of things. I mean, I, I write a ton of ideas down and things like that. Even, like, for coming up with this show, um, there's no way I would have been able to do this by myself. And shout out to Rob because right. he, he doesn't know. Yeah. He's, behind, he's behind, like, laughing right he's now. He's like, but, why are you? I'm behind he's the scenes like, for he's, a he's, like, he's like, why are you mentioning me? But, dude, he has no idea, like, how much I appreciate what 
he's done to be able to put this off because mm-hmm. there's no way I would be able to pull this off on my own. And we talked about that before we hit the record button is that sometimes, I think sometimes people are so focused on money, money, money and what can I do that will generate wealth? Well, sometimes you have to build a portfolio. Sometimes, you know, you may not be getting paid but you are pursuing your passion mm-hmm. and, you know, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, there may be a payday down the line. It's mm-hmm. like you want to be authentic, you want to be genuine in whatever you do. And by collaborating, you know, the three of us before we got started, we're thinking of different ideas and how we can support one another. Mm-hmm. You know, you have this equipment, I have this software, kind of like this barter and trading yeah. to um, to get to that point of mm-hmm. success. And success is defined differently by everybody. You know, it's not necessarily wealth to me because right. it's like you know, I like to give things away for free. I right. like, you know, for, I'd rather achieve, like, you know, have a peaceful, content mm-hmm. life than to be, you know, very wealthy and miserable. It's like, you know, what is my purpose? What a, what was I, like, sent here to do and try to walk that out and not so much focus on money, focus on you know, this idea is just for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and that kind of leads into, like, what I've learned through this process is sometimes I want things to be perfect because I have a very high standard. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've learned is sometimes you just have to pull the trigger and right. not sit on an idea for a year and just do it. It might not be perfect, but you can come back and revise it. You can come back Absolutely. and tweak it. It can grow and grow yeah. instead of like never really, you know, taking that leap of faith. Yeah, nothing started out, you know, exactly the way the vision started out. For, you know, Facebook, when it first started, was called The Facebook, you know, and they started uh. out. Yeah, I know, right? Who likes that name? And that went through a lot of changes. Amazon, where it's at today, they they didn't, they start out just selling books. Now they sell practically. Practically everything. everything right? So it's like so you know you know if you feel like you want to get something you don't want to pull the trigger. Uh, if you feel like you want to pull the trigger until it's like absolutely perfect, that is not the right idea you want to have. You want to you know get it off the ground at least get it started, mm-hmm. and then it's going to go through its phases of you know changes, and people are going to be able to see mm-hmm. the journey of how it grew and things like that. And I feel like that's more rewarding as well too, mm-hmm. just to see where it started and where it is going is. Right, right. And speaking of pulling the trigger, it's like you have to pull the trigger. And then you have to learn, like, when to let something go. Mm -hmm. My sister always tells me, let it go. Like, there's certain things. You may start a project. You may put a lot of time, love, devotion into the project. But perhaps you have to pass it on to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Perhaps that idea didn't work. No matter how much you liked it, maybe it's a topic for a book and nobody bought it. Mm -hmm let it go start another book Mm -hmm. um maybe it's you know it it could be really anything but Mm -hmm. i think sometimes in this world because it's so microwave because it's so run and gun Mm -hmm. we're doing so much and we're trying to compete and we're watching facebook and trying to keep up with the threads um where you know in 2018 my um my my new i guess resolution in a sense is to focus like Mm -hmm. what is how can you focus and be impactful instead mm-hmm. of doing 20 things and having 20 ideas what are five ideas that you can really develop and really implement 
um, successfully instead of being pulled in a hundred different directions. Mm-hmm. And it, and in this day and age, that can that can be tough because there are a lot of different distractions. You know, social media alone could be a big distraction if you don't know how to focus in on you know what you want to do, whether it be your passion or your ideas or anything like that. So um, you know, this is probably. I mean, it's also the pros and cons to social media, but it, it also right. is the most chaotic as well because there's so much information out there. Everybody's pushing out so much content. Right. Sometimes you have to unplug. Right. And you may be thinking about a project or an idea. You may have to mute those notifications. Yeah. Um, And sometimes social media can be depressing to people because they see oh, you know, there's all this stuff going on. But sometimes, like, it's just what people show. For my blog, for instance, if I have a sponsored post, so an agency or a company might hire me and say, Heather, do this story about this product. Mm. We're going to pay you money to do that. Um, It might be a crazy weekend, but I have to meet that deadline. You're not going to see dishes in the sink. You're not going to (laughs) see, like, toys, like, thrown all over the room. Right. I'm going to pick this clean area. So that's what you have to think. You know, when you look at social media, it's not like everybody has these perfect lives. Right. That's, they're only, you know, and I'm pretty transparent, so you'll yeah. see. I like you'll see You'll see some of the messiness and the chaotic yeah. and, like, everything. But, you know, you have to remember, like, they may just be positioning and taking that picture in this perfect little tidy right. corner right. where it may be chaotic. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, as a blogger, like, I can get hired for things in the beginning and take trips and go all these amazing places, but you're not getting paid for. So it's like, you know, you can't really compete with other people because it's going to be a constant. There is no end. There's right. always going to be somebody that's better, that's brighter, that's skinnier, that's prettier. It's like, you know, enough is enough with trying to be keep perfect. up with, yeah. you know, to reach this um, standard. You have to set your own right. expectation. And I feel like when you are transparent, even like with your, your blogger and your page and stuff like that, people connect with the transparency and they connect with the stories because they either see that within themselves or they see themselves being in that position one day. Right. And, and that's the way it to... It comes across more genuine. Exactly. That's the way to really cut through the noise, just being transparent, being genuine, and having people connect to your story at the end of the day. Um, and I, and I, you know, I, I feel like that's what you do, and, and you do a very good job of that. Um, so just kind of uh, getting to the end here, what the, what's like the big goal for you in like the next two to five years? Where do you see yourself in, in going in the future as far as goals, ideas, anything? Um, I think it's to continue to elevate voices of women of color, specifically African-American moms. Right now, Robert actually is one of the partners on a project called Single Mom Defined. And we're basically giving a more accurate definition of single black motherhood than what society presents. When you Google single black moms, all these negative things come up, such as we're trash, we're um, not fathers, we're irresponsible. Um, But, you know, that's not the single moms that I know. When I look around, I see women who are resilient, who are resourceful, who are forgiving, who are compassionate. So I think my goal is to continue to combat that negative narrative that society presents and show the real story of African Americans. Like, Mm -hmm. we hailed from, you know, kings and queens 
scenes and you know to to kind of turn off the noise that's sometimes on the news or on social media um, so that's my end goal really it's not really connected to like financial success mm -hmm. or wealth I guess but rather to elevate our voices to show that we're not all the same that there's diversity within our race mm -hmm. um, and that you know that we matter absolutely absolutely and those are great goals I mean you know money money doesn't always have to be the motivation I even know for myself that's definitely not the motivation I mean because my legacy for myself is to be able to impact people impact lives and add value to other people because mm -hmm. when the day comes when I'm not here anymore and for whatever reason what I did influences somebody else to do pursue their mm -hmm. dreams and somehow some way that influenced the next person like you just want to you just want to pass the torch on to the next generation right so. and when you chase money it's like are you missing life if you're so worried about reading the facebook thread right you know I, like i have to unplug like my daughter when she gets <laughs> home from school it's like that's her time and you know she knows mommy has a business but i focus on her because like she is more important than the business so i think yeah. that's something so important perhaps a great note to end on is self-care because i know i totally lack in that area at uh, times but we really have to take care of ourselves take care of you know i, I was teasing you because you had like a green um <laughs> smoothie yeah when i walked in i came just and i don't even know what it was i drank but it was healthy uh, but you know take care of our health mm -hmm. take care of our our mindset you know go back to like that quiet time meditate um, and just have self-care and unplug. Absolutely, absolutely. So anybody that may be watching that, you know, may have connected with your story or anything that you said, what would be the best place people can connect with you? Um, you can reach me on social media, of course, on Facebook. We have pages for um, for all of the things that are under Motormouth. Diary of a First Time Mom is um, the Facebook page. You can also reach me on Twitter at, at Dear Mom Diary. Or you can send me an email, heather at motormouthmultimedia.com. Nice. Awesome. Well, I definitely appreciate you coming oh, on, Heather. Thank you. Thanks for having me absolutely. on. I'm, I don't know how much value that oh, yeah. was. Oh, no. I feel like <laughs> it was definitely highly valuable. I'm telling you, a lot of what you said was, is definitely good. Um, and I feel like, you know, the viewers watching are definitely going to get a lot out of it, too. So, believe me, trust thank me. Thank you. I had. It's I came in with key messages, and then <laughs> we just talked, which is nice. It was just a natural conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I definitely want to continue to build upon this relationship as well. So, for everybody that's watching, I definitely... Definitely highly appreciate you watching and tuning in. Now that we know what Heather does with her 24 hours, I want to know what you do with your 24 hours. Definitely like, subscribe, turn on notifications, leave a comment down below, and we will see you on the next episode.